There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Fangirl Zone. I am Sean Fangirl S and today we are talking Dirk Gently. And joining me once again with many things is Miss Natty Willie from the Nerd Element. Hello Natty. Hello, hello. I'm so happy to be talking about this show since I need to be writing it. <laughs> it's like, I need to be writing it, but uh, at least I can talk about it because I feel like no one else from our group watches it. I'm so glad Michelle, you are talking. I think Michelle watches it, but I need to make sure. <laughs> it's so hard when there's a show and you're like super excited and nobody else you know is like watching it. Like I do that at work all the time. It's like, oh, are you watching this? No, oh. <laughs> or they're like all late about it, and it's like the season's already over, and I'm like, dude, seriously? Oh, I know. <laughs> My manager all of a sudden decides he wants to start watching Game of Thrones, and we're like, oh, watch one My episode a week. Same thing. He's never but watched that like, day. No, but she's like finally caught up, like the last season, and I'm just like, really? <laughs> so you're telling me that we could have been talking about what you watched so far, at least? <laughs> Uh, oh boy! But Dark Alley, I don't know why there aren't a whole lot more people watching this around us, because there's a ton of people watching. I just apparently we are so spread out. Yeah, and, it's weird. But I love this. So we are talking episode eight, little guy, black hair, when evil forces converging on all sides. Oh, okay, let me try that one again. With evil forces converging on all sides, <laughs> Dirk gently must take charge to rescue the feuding Bratzman siblings from certain death. While in Bergsburg, Panto offers Bart a better life, as Farah and the police contend with the disappearance of Todd and Dirk and the arrival of Blackwing. You know, that's funny considering how we did not see Panto and... Thank you. Uh, that was last Bart, episode. Like, at all this episode wait was that last episode or even two no it, it was two episodes ago like she, he was like i can offer you something better i feel like they they forgot to put that in so now they're catching up with it <laughs> well i mean we didn't see farah last week right they mostly focused on Wyndham more so i was like hoping that we would at least see something this week which we do so i was I was glad for that, because I would have been mad. <laughs> like, did Sparrow escape from Blackwing? Like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm very glad that we actually have a whole lot of Farrah and Tina in here, because we haven't seen them, and it was starting to get a little worrisome. It's like, what's going on? Where Did they capture Tina and put her away? But let's start at the beginning. We got, we got a flashback again. We did. And at first, it took me a second to realize who these people were. But it's the Cardenas family, the adults, fighting. Apparently, this has happened quite often. Yep. And we see our older son, since we found out that there's two now, seeing the the fight in the kitchen, and Mom, at first I thought she just cut the dad with the scissors, mm -hmm. but she stabbed him in the head with the scissors and killed him. Now, those are hella sharp scissors to go through his skull like that. I'm just going to say that. You know what? I... It Granted, I've never tried to stab someone with scissors, but I just, I don't know. Could it just be the sharpness? 
as well as the fact that it is a sharp object, period? Like, did it have to be dull for it to not go in? Like, I, don't know. I, don't, I feel oh. like your skull's a little thicker than just, like, a pair of scissors, but... True. Uh, especially the front area. I don't know. But, well, needless to say, Mom did it. Yep. And she grabs... Because we just see the one kid, like, looking around the kitchen door. She sees him, and she grabs his hand, and then they kind of start to run through the house. Because she's freaking out, and you see her mouthing, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly they stop, and then we see, finally, the second kid. Yeah, so the second kid is the boy that's imagining stuff in his dreams. Yes. For some reason, I thought it was the older boy, but I figured that was Arnold. I was trying to figure out who, which was which mm-hmm. until, like, he passed out. Right. And I was like, could that be how... The scissors became weapons in Windemore. That's because what I was of, thinking. Because they because seen of it. The fact, yeah, because he saw the scissors, you know, there it was blood. And then the scissors, of course, went into the other dimension of the house. Right. Which was so weird because as the mom runs away from Arnold and she gets in the car and she literally flies away in the car. Yeah. So I'm like, before you passed out, he must have made that happen and that's well, when she and that's how she wound up in the tree right i was thinking that was when because we see the the second child like pass out Passed fall out. asleep yeah. and all of a sudden the dad's body's gone the mom's flying away the scissors like kind of dissolve into the blood so mm-hmm. i i assumed it was all happening because everything he thinks of happened so you know she wanted to get away and i'm sure at one point she's like we can fly away from here like, not literally fly away, but, you know, to go away. Mm-hmm. And he made it all happen. So I felt so bad because then you're like, okay, this kid passes out. You, you have... pretty much abandon your kid. Right. Like, what the hell? And you have the <laughs> older kid who looked to be, like, what, maybe... 12? I wouldn't say 12, 13. 13. And now he's going to be responsible or something. It's like, oh, my God, this is the worst thing that I can yeah. imagine for these kids. Yeah, and then we find out later, of course, that he's the one that called the organization that became pretty much Blackwing, or the predecessor of Blackwing, to turn him in. Right. Because he didn't know what to do. And and that's understandable. Yeah. Like, what, he's a kid. Not only that, but he's probably resented the fact, let's be for real, that this kid has been doing all of this stuff, and now be, and he's probably the cause of his parents fighting and so it's just like, yeah, he's been living with that for years. Yeah. And now he's dead, thanks to Susie Borton. Ugh, because Susie's such a raging... Oh, okay. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's come back to the present. And we have Priest at the house and, like, all of these people in, like, containment suits and all this... Blackwing. Yeah, and, like, all these weird, I don't know, ventilation things in the house. And a cage... That you can't really see into it, but as he walks by, he does hit a button and kind of shocks whatever's in there. And then we do find out... He's a a twisted individual. Yes, he is. We do find out that he's talking to... Well, he attempts to talk to Friedkin, I should say. And Friedkin's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, put Ken on the phone. I feel like (laughs) Ken is, like, taking over. Yes, he is. And you can totally see this as... Because Friedkin doesn't he doesn't read the file so how can he like really effectively run something if you're not reading the reports people are giving you so you have an understanding of what you're doing well apparently he needs pictures i don't know uh, 
a well, pop-up you know book. How, how much of an idiot Freakin is, even though he can be just totally ruthless when he needs to be. But how the hell did he even pass, like, the exams to get where he is? That's what I don't understand. Ugh. I mean, if he's got hit in the head a lot, I don't know. But Ken is at least, you know, thinking, like, there's something going on, and he figured out Mona. Yes. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, wait, before we get there, we find out Priest found the pocket dimension of the house within yes. a house. And so yeah. what's in the cage is the purple people eater. Poor thing. Now he's going to be part of Blackwing. Right. And experimented on, like, for who knows how long. But Freakin has a meltdown, too, because, I, and I have to love this, only, and I'll explain this, only because this was actually said to me at one point, and I'll explain a little more, but Ken's like, you have to read the reports. It's like, everybody needs to stop telling me. Reading things is not a way to understand. This was said to be not, not quite exactly that. When mm-hmm. we were changing our hours of operation where I work, there were signs up for a good... 60 days before it was happening everywhere attached to all the bags in just the regular bags all over the store and i was told nobody ever reads signs you're supposed to just tell everybody because how am i supposed to understand these things that are happening if you don't tell me and so when this was said in the show i seriously had to pause it and and just stop and be like okay that just happened so either the writers were in my head and seen this, <laughs> or they've actually heard people say this because it's amazing that people think, "Oh no, I don't have to read, understand anything." You kind of do. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's the whole directions thing. No one wants to read directions, <laughs> but they it's like looking at the picture. That's true. It's IKEA, but like something as complicated as Blackwing and as multi-leveled as everything is, you have to read. Maybe a Cliff Notes version, but you got to read yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I did enjoy him having a meltdown, mostly because he irritated me so much last season and, and almost the entire time this season. So, well, I'm like, I was glad to see some, him. Well, I mean, I, I, he's done some things that I can never forgive him for, but, you know, I just pretty much killing that detective. So, yeah. I, I, he needed to have a meltdown, and I feel like Ken sneaking in and taking over. I love it. So, just let t- Ken take over at least. He is competent. <laughs> he is. I'm um, just hoping he's still on our side when all is said and done. Me too. But I'm just saying, at least for right now, he's competent. Yeah. So, and the, and and Priest at least seems to respect that to a degree. Like, because he's already like, let me just talk to Ken. And he actually knows what he's talking about. <laughs> we'll see how it ends up, though. Yeah, really. I'm... I, uh... I don't want my heart broken. Empo, yeah, really. don't break our hearts. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, because we'll we'll be having a discussion, <laughs> <laughs> either on Twitter or some kind of discussion. <laughs> uh, it might be soon. Let's keep tuned. Yeah. Here, keep tuned to both of us. Uh, all right, let's jump back. We have Farrah and Tina. Well, Farrah goes back to the station and randomly starts getting shot at, and I was like, oh my gosh, Blackwing's there. But it's not. It's Tina, who's just kind of shooting from behind the desk. Thankfully, she's a bad shot. Well, that and she at least got out of the, you know, the door that she got stuck in. Yeah, that's true. uh, At the hospital. Um, And Farah got away from Priest because, you know, at the time he was busy 
with Dirk and Todd, who escaped to, you know, who got managed to escape to Windermore. So she woke up long enough to, you know, get out of there, which was good. Because we were worried. Really, yes, we were worried. Um, I did not want her to get hurt anymore by Mr. Priest because I would have been pissed. <laughs> so, yeah, I would have been pretty ticked with that whole thing, too. And, well, hey, apparently melting down is the word of the day because Tina had a meltdown as well. Well, she also noted that Bart and Panto escaped, so apparently the door opened for Panto. It must have been time for him to escape. Just saying. Or Bart just, you know, has ways to make things happen. Magical no, I'm universe. just saying. Well, I'm saying. At first, oh, yeah, because she does say if the universe doesn't want you to leave. That's right. Yeah. Because um, she was able to come and go as she pleased, but Panto wasn't able to leave yet so apparently that must have been the time when he offered her that that the universe was like okay for right now you can <laughs> let's let's hope she goes and she's and so much scissors, happier yeah the scissors and the chainsaw was gone so i know why am i blinking Bart, on the chainsaw part like i don't even I, know what we're talking because cause Tina mentioned that weapons were gone from the ep- evidence room. Yeah, no, I got that, but where did the chainsaw thing even come from? Like, I don't remember. I have thing. no idea. I don't know. Oh, okay. Just <laughs> some chainsaw running around in the station that, that Bart just happened to find. Like, who knows? Okay, so it wasn't something that we've seen, and I've just, like, blanked on. That's what I was wondering. No. Okay, no. good, good. Tina does start, like I said, she's having her meltdown about Susie, and then she starts screaming at Farah how... Susie's a witch. She's a witch. What can we do? You're crazy. We can't go take her out. You're crazy. She's a witch. And I'm like, all right, Tina, bring it down a notch. But then suddenly... She did get traumatized. She did. And she revealed that the only reason she even took this job was because Hobbs was like her bestie. Right. And that just made me like, oh my gosh. But that's when they finally realized Hobbs is missing. They realized that before, but then with everything going on, they totally forgot. Poor thing. Oh. Yeah, and I love it because Tina's like, we gotta do something. We should call the police. And Farrah's like, grabs her. It's almost like that. The yeah, that like shake a little bit. That you know, dramatic slap across the face. We are the police. Get your stuff together. <laughs> Even though she didn't actually slap her, but still, it was yeah. a very no, kind of soap opera moment. You know, like yeah, get it, it together. <laughs> yeah, and and in Tina's defense, this is probably like the most action of any kind that she's probably experienced since she became a police officer. I mean, it's like, Burnsburg doesn't seem to have a whole lot of crime. <laughs> they don't seem to have a whole lot of people. Exactly. So, it did, I can understand the meltdown completely. <laughs> well, at, at least we got a little more background on Tina, and yeah. yes, we know more, and hopefully is going to be able to kind of whip her into shape for the moment. And then she can yeah. slide back however she needs to be once they leave. But she needs yeah. to keep it together while the Scooby gang's there. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, and then we get to go to Windermore. And we have Dirk running from the beast. And he sees a Kellum truck. And he's like, huh, a Kellum truck? What's that doing here? He's like, I'll put a pin in that. Because <laughs> he just keeps running. And suddenly he jumps into a passing wagon. I'm like thinking, okay, he's got really good cardio going. But even later, he happens to mention how the Beast must have, like, legendary cardio. Because yeah, she really. catches up to him. That's funny. I thought it hey, was Hey, she wants her bibbit. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love my bibbit. I'm like, 
<laughs> it's the weirdest thing, and I, I just love it. <laughs> and, and, you know, in a twisted way, uh, she's like Bart. <laughs> oh, yeah, where she gets so, like, single-minded on something. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to finish and it's this. Like, it's, it's like Dirk just seems to attract uh, people that get obsessed with him. <laughs> that's true, because, well... That. Well, Bart was determined to kill him because that's what she thought that she had to do. And then when they finally, you know, come together, she's trying to kill him. But in this case, she just wants a boyfriend and Dirk just happened to be there. So, I mean, it is just it's just funny. It's great. And let me tell you, Emily Tennant is who plays the Beast. I She didn't answer me when I tweeted last week, though. But I don't know how that is not like killing her throat talking like the beast yeah really i'm assuming that's why she doesn't have a whole lot of lines because right. that has got to hurt i'm just saying unless she naturally has a voice that's like deep like that or croaky that it works but yeah me trying to do that nah i, I would nah yeah i just feel <laughs> like it's painful is all i'm saying right now but she apparently was doing a lot of the stunts. There wasn't a whole lot. There was a lot of running, so I'm just saying she's in uh-huh. really good shape. Yeah, really. I would probably be, like, laying down and be like, <gasps> uh, uh. <laughs> and then I'd have the raspy voice because I couldn't breathe, so it'd be fine. Yeah, really. <laughs> We're still in Windermore. We have Todd and Amanda locked up in a stable talking to each other, and Amanda's still mad. It's like, like I said last week, with everything that happened and the whole speech she gave to, um, oh my gosh, the brother. Carson. Thank you. I'm like, I'm Silas's brother. Uh, you know, you should forgive your family and do this. And then she's still like, we're not okay. I'm mad at you. And he explains everything. He's like, I have parapulitis. I had the first attack after you called me. Because she's like, well, I don't even know why I called you. But then she looks at him like, wait, really? So you're not, you're not crap, you're not shitting me right, right. now. <laughs> like, so it's like, okay, is she okay because he is now, you know, dealing with the disease? Or is it okay because she tells him, oh, Watki was teaching me how to use it. it. It's like a weapon here. And so maybe you can use it too. So which? why is she okay? Just because he has it or because he can maybe use it there? That would be my guess because she did try and prevent him from taking the medication, which, okay, this is the second season that no one is thinking about the cat. Like, the cat was, like, last season, like, you know, the kitten was used as a weapon pretty much, but then it got lost in the woods, and we never heard from the cat again. And then this season, we heard the cat, like, when they were at Hobbs's house, but then after that, because Hobbs is missing, like, no one's gone over to feed the cat. Like, what the hell? Maybe it's the cat that goes outside and he hunts. You don't know. We don't know. But I need to know this. For those of you that don't know, Maddie is a huge <laughs> cat fan. And uh, hilariously enough, and you, Maddie, you know I love you, um, we were in a chat for a different show with the showrunner, and she happens to mention, are there going to be more cats this season? <laughs> and I about died. And I think it's kind of, that was a question he wasn't expecting for that particular show. So maybe <laughs> somebody knows that we're big fans and they're like, we're just going to keep mentioning cats and see what Natty does. <laughs> but we didn't even see a cat this season. We just heard it. <laughs> yes. You heard about it. 
So yeah, but I mean, we had the corgi too, so everyone loves dogs and corgis. And, yeah. So. Well, and we know that they're actually really good to all the animals on this show, and that's why Rapunzel, which is actually a boy dog, I think, is probably yeah. like getting spa treatments and getting like way better <laughs> pampered treatment than we are. So. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh, okay. You were talking about how Ken figured out about Mona. And yeah. he finally decides to tell Friedkin. And he takes him, weirdly enough, back to, to the, the cab. cab. And I was like, oh my God, is the cab going to be Mona? Wouldn't that be funny? That would have been weird. Like all of a sudden she like changes and they fall. Like just onto the floor. Project with Lomia is Mona. And Ken figures out, yeah, she was a stress doll, so she was inside. But he also says that every time she changes, she forgets who she was. Yeah, which I thought was interesting. But he says she could get nudged back. Yeah. But she was a chair for six years. How did they figure out she was a chair? That That's a good question. And... um he didn't, unfortunately, get into too much detail with that. I know. But, uh, Is she still the the stress doll, though? See, that's what I don't know. And and he when he said that her eyes lit up, it was every time she pretty much helped someone escape. Hmm. And was that Waki's way of communicating with her, or, or is was Waki a nudge? Like, what would trigger her nudge? Like, that's I don't know. It's so weird. It is weird. And I hope we find out more because just kind of like gleaming over it is kind of like, ah, no, 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 no. We need to back this up. I need a little bit more information. I want to know if that's still supposed to be here because it's weird and exciting. And that's why I need to know if that makes any sense. (laughs) No, I mean, she could have turned into the cab. I just thought it was interesting that he chose that area, even though he did say that was like the most secure area. I'm like, but why? How is it a secure area? Like, great. People can't overhear him. I know. I don't understand that either. Is it because they just, whoever put him in there originally knew that he didn't have any powers, and so they didn't have to do, like, all this excess stuff? Who knows? <laughs> Although if it was freaking, it's probably because he just forgot to install cameras and microphones. That that sounds about <laughs> right. Uh, let's jump back to Windermore and Susie with our weird little... Like I don't even know what those are. Those oh, little we don't know what they are. Sack either, people. Yeah. And she's talking to them. She's by the pool, Watkins pool. And she's talking like crap to them. Right. Just like, tell me. Say they're dumb. The, the way they communicate is weird, anyway. So how? Unless you have an interpreter, you you have no idea what they're saying. Right. Unless somehow she casts a spell on herself that she can understand everything. Yeah. It, it, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. But but she was acting like they were they were pretty much saying hell no. Right. So I don't know. But she stuck her hand in the pool and all of a sudden she gets shocked and her eyes start bleeding. Yeah, and that I have no idea what what that means. I was like, okay, obviously this means this isn't for you. <laughs> That's what I was taking it as. But that would have been an awesome cosplay right there. I'm just putting that out yeah. there. Anybody who's thinking of cosplaying Susie. I would love to see some cosplay of Dirk Gently. I don't think I've seen any. You know what the problem is, though? Because it's a casual look, it would be really hard to catch. Yeah. Because, and I'll tell you, I I didn't catch a casual undercover Captain America 
like my husband caught it. He's like, wait, he's holding the shield. But we didn't realize, like, I thought he was holding a shield that somebody, like, handed him. Uh-huh. And then, like, double take. And, of course, he was too far away. And I'm like, oh, my God. Right there in front of us. So I think we may have well have seen Dirk Gently. Well, I mean, if anyone had, like, a yellow... The yellow like, or red... kind of, yeah. like, jacket, then that probably would have been a clue. But, yeah. I j- <laughs> but then again, a lot of the cons, it gets really warm. It's hard to wear a leather jacket. I don't know how some people wear some of the cosplays they do. But True. If you're doing a cosplay as any of these characters, send us a picture. We'll put it up on the website because I think it's amazing. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll put it on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, just shoot us one at contact us at fangirlzone.com, and Natty will give you everything. If you want to send one over to her, I have Instagram, but of course you're going to make me look for it. I'm not really good at all my num- my names yet. Well, wouldn't it be fangirlzone? Yeah, it probably is. You wow. act okay. like I remember everything. I don't remember <sighs> if it's fangirlzone or fangirlzone podcast. You know, FGZ because things are taken. I will look it up right now. Because she's just gonna uh, make me feel like a big dodo. Or what did no, they call them there? Just, uh, I can't remember uh, what they called them in Windermore. Oh, um, was it coos or boo boos? Probably boo boos. Yeah. Okay, even looking it up, I can't find it real quick. So. <laughs> we'll we'll wait till the end. Ah, we'll till- the Fangirl Zone podcast. The Fangirl Zone podcast. There we go. Ha ha. Go in. Okay. <laughs> Good job. Anywho, yeah, I know. You think I'd remember it all, but there's too many names. Uh, where were we? Oh, yeah. She, so Susie, getting pissed, puts her wand in the pool instead, and all sorts of bad things start to happen. And Yeah, so I don't know if she's the cause of bad things happening, or is that just a coincidence? I don't <laughs> know. If, right. But did you notice, like, all of a sudden her hand, like, starts changing the way the mage's hand is? Tattoos and stuff? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not so good. And also, she no longer has, like, the tape. It's like she has some kind of, like, web thing. Was there? I didn't catch that. I did not notice. Well, I know there's no tape because she changed herself, so apparently she doesn't need the tape anymore. The big, giant thing of duct tape on her hand. Yeah, really. Uh, Still in Windermore, we have the queen talking to Todd and Amanda. And she's... Dindemore. 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 Well, they're so... Dangdemore. Oh, well, yeah. they are the Dangdemores. Yeah. But they're still in Windemore. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nothing like confusing everybody. Anywho. So she thinks that they're part of the Kellum Knights or working with the Mage or the Tross. And they're yeah, trying right. to explain it. Not working out. And well. even, yeah, and then Amanda's like, look. Your son talked to me, and he ran away because of your BS, but of course she doesn't want to hear that. No. Like, of course not. So, of course, she's going to say that it's lies and is going to execute him. Even when Amanda's telling him the knights, the Kellum knights are coming. Yeah. But. Because she's uh. still going to blame the Tross for that. Because the Tross were gullible enough to, you know, take guns from the Kellum knights, let's be for real. But that's because of the Calumite spreading all these rumors and them being on the defensive. But she's not thinking that in this, in a, in a way, because this is a child's imagination, maybe the concept, even with the adults, isn't going to be that high. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm thinking this as I'm 
as it's going along here. I just, considering this is from a child's imagination. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Ultimately, it, it may, it, as much as I hate the parents, the parents may not technically be acting like adults. They may just have still the mind of a child. Okay. Yeah, I get that. And yeah, so finally she's just like, execute them both. Well, you know what? That's not cool. And yeah, as cool. they're walking out of the stable, Dirk is kind of hiding, like, up on a little rooftop. And he, fi- so essentially he's found his friends. And he finds out what's happening. And he wants to get them taken care of, of course. Of course. But. But he runs into the Rowdy Three, who apparently finally finished their perimeter. I. It, Okay. And they look weird, too. Like, they've changed more. Martin's head is shaved even more, isn't it? Yeah, one of them, anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah, he tries to break in using a shovel, very ineffectively, and sees the beast. As she's running from the beast, runs straight into the Rowdy Three, which is kind of funny, because then here pops the beast, as the Rowdy Three are about to do something to Dirk. Yeah, she's, like, all defensive, like, trying to defend him and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's so adorable. <laughs> but then Dirk actually hit Martin. Yeah, she he punched him. I was like, I was what? Like, wow, Dirk. <laughs> I was surprised. Yeah. Now, as this is happening, we have Todd and Amanda, too, actually having a heart-to-heart, but first they try to basically have a slap fight to try to trigger an attack, which didn't go well. No, it didn't. But, but it then got they just, them like, to come together. Yeah, it did. So, I mean, at least <laughs> They that needed worked. to have that conversation. Right. And we have, like you said, you know, the Rowdy Three and Dirk and the Beast. And Dirk's finally like, listen, you can't just go and randomly walk around, which was pretty much Todd's plan, too. Walk around Windermore until you hopefully find somebody. Yeah, really. We ha- I have a way to fix this. We can get our people, and they're like, oh, okay, well, tell oh, us. Well, yeah, <laughs> after Martin hits Dirk back, he's like, all right, you're the boss, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, it Especially because after Dirk hit him, he's like, I think I broke my hand. My face is really hot. I am not like this person. What is going on? And they're just like, oh, okay, let's do this. Totally good. I couldn't believe it. I mean, it seemed so out of character for Dirk. And the Rowdy Three, who we've been kind of concerned about, except when they were with Amanda. Like, we didn't know if mm-hmm. they were good or bad or what the deal was. They're just like, all right, good. Let's do this then. So they just needed direction, I guess? Yeah, and Amanda pretty much took that over until, you know, they got kidnapped. Um, it, it's just interesting to me. All they needed was someone to, like, understand them and just guide them in the right direction like you said i mean she was fine with them being rowdy like them destroying property and Mm -hmm. stuff because you know when they were traveling or whatever but they were also by themselves too hanging just hanging out so i I, it's just weird for me like not having the craziness or not having the you know them gelling together um a little bit of both but it makes sense and that probably gives them like development Okay. Uh, at the same time, like you don't want them to change, like stay the same. You want them to grow. So, them slowly growing into who they are now is is pretty cool. Yeah, I like how they're all together, and I feel like Martin, who has always been like the smart one, yeah. is like realizing, okay, you know what? We need these other people to come in and talk to us, and we know we're all alike, and so it helps. But yeah, maybe that's just me. Anyway, so we also have 
uh, I don't know why I'm so doing so so often. Sorry. Todd and Amanda being taken to the gallows with creepy version of the song, by the way. And all that's happening, and all I'm thinking is, oh my god, is this the end of the show? Because I didn't realize how far we were in, but it wasn't. There's so much more. Let's jump back to our world, though, before we go into what's happening at the gallows, which was creepy as hell, by the way, with giant scissors still as, you know, our our weapon of choice. Yeah. So we have Farah and Tina in our world at Susie's house. And they're like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We can take care of this. But they go in. All they see is the frog, which we know is the sun, but they don't know. No. And poor thing's just hopping around. I feel like he's trying to get their attention, but because it's a frog, they just have no idea. Right. (laughs) So hopefully something will happen, you know, to change him back. I have no idea. But we also have Bob, who is kind of comatose, sitting in front of the TV, which is basically Susie repeating, look how beautiful I am, Bob. I'm so pretty. And, like, weird. And they find out it's like a spell. Mm-hmm. Because the mage suddenly is talking to the girls through the TV, which I was like, oh, God, what is this? Where is he? What's happening? Yeah, he's, like, further away, but apparently he also is in on the spell, at least. He probably helped her do it with, you know, him being able to access it as well. And plus, you know, he's he's the mage. So, right. You know, it's an apprentice, you know, all that. Yeah, jazz. now I'm starting to wonder which one is the actual apprentice at this point. I don't know. But... No, I think he's still the mage, but Susie's kind of, like, off doing her own thing. And because he's now going to try and focus on the Earth versus... Windermore. Windermore. Okay. So he, he probably just let Susie have Windermore. He's like, you know what, whatever. Well, he does tell the girls, you know, I'm far away. But since you're there with Bob, Bob attack him. Kill him. It's like, whoa, yeah. whoa. Kill both of them. Because then you hear Susie saying it, too. Yeah. It was so weird. So he attacks, and it's a pretty good fight happening. Yeah. And uh, finally, Farah ends up shooting the TV to get it to stop. Because the TV wasn't even plugged in, Tina had found out. Yeah. And at least it makes the spell stop, so Bob just kind of sits and doesn't do anything. And he's still, like, comatose because of whatever Susie did to him. But he kind of makes, like, a sound, and... Tina figures, okay, you know what? There's a way for us to talk to him. Which is weird that Tina figures this out. She's like, hey, let's do this thing called tequila talk. Do you remember that? You make a sound when you want to say yes, and don't make a sound if it's no. And I thought it was actually pretty brilliant because... Yeah, because it seems like Bob in his own way was trying to communicate. Right. But he, he wasn't like talking like with words. He was just grunting. Um even though Pharaoh was starting to get frustrated. So I think that's how Tina was like, okay, maybe he is. We just need to do yes or no questions. But then she also forgets when she asks about Hobbs. Like, she is expecting him to go with words right. instead of a yes or no question. But they end up getting information, and she's like, remember remember when I was so messed up and I couldn't talk? I had to come out of it, and I had to find my words. You can do this. Where's Hobbs? Because they happen to mention Hobbs' name, and he just makes a sound. It's like, wait, that means yes. So he's making it like Hobbs is not dead. I told you, off screen, maybe there's hope. Boo. What do you mean, boo? No, 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 not like boo, like I don't want him to be alive, but boo as in it gives me hope. (laughs) I was like very happy, and I figured you were probably jumping up and down like maybe he's not dead. 
After all, yay. <laughs> so he he basically manages to tell them that Hobbs is at the quarry with the mage. So our But in what condition? Well, That's what we, we don't, don't know. know. But you know, at least we know Hobbs is still some I'm guessing more than just a pile of sand. Well, let's hope so. <laughs> we still don't know. That's true. Hopefully next episode. But we have uh, the girls are like, yes, off we go. Poor Bob's still sitting there comatose. I don't know. Maybe you right. call an ambulance for him at this point. But then again, yeah. they did mention that phones and Internet isn't working. So maybe they mm-hmm. can't even get anybody to get back to him from the hospital. That'd be horrible. That kind of sucks. It but would. Can you just imagine how funky he smells? Oh, yes. Because he's probably just been sitting there in the same outfit is he? Is Susie at least letting him use the bathroom? I hope, I hope so. so. But I'm also assuming it's it's been maybe like two to three days max. Yeah, it seems like all of this happened super fast. Happened happen super fast, but it also seems like it's been happening for weeks instead of just days. Well, time compression sometimes hard to tell. Yeah, it so is. So hopefully he's not too stinky. Is basically what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to Windermore, and we're back at the gallows. And I thought it was going to be set up, like, where it was just going to cut their heads off, like a guillotine. But it's not. They're, like, straddling the scissors. So it was going to cut them straight in half. That's more gruesome, right? I think. Oh, I'm like, damn. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. And then, you know, the queen gets up, and she's like, all right, my fellow people it's the troughs that are gonna die and these people are witches and it'll all be over soon it's like well that well, doesn't sound are, good uh, yeah and the troughs are like working with the the people the witch people in the woods i'm like really like i said she just doesn't seem to understand the concept of espionage like yeah i, I think not... you're right with them having like they don't have the full knowledge of things and so it is kind of like childlike knowledge yeah. But hey, that kind of helps us because the Rowdy Three, Dirk and the Beast, show up in that Kellum truck. They bust mm-hmm. through the gate and they, they save our people. And I'm like, yes! I was so excited that that happened. Yeah, and then they kidnap Silas. In fact, Silas and Dirk have this pitiful... Oh, but you didn't adorable. like the fight? <laughs> no, it was, it was just pitiful in just the fact that you know now that Silas really isn't a good... <laughs> Swordsman, although he did manage to cut Dirk. I mean, Dirk just has no idea what he's doing. Right. And Silas is like barely beating right. him. Right. Like, well, because just... Dirk's like, haha, I cut you. It's over. And then, yeah, Silas just like snips him in the arm. He's like, hey! Yeah. That's not how this works. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, it's funny. Even though the adults seem to have like, like, think like kids, they don't have that full concept. It seems that at least Silas and, uh, Lizzie Bits at least was starting to figure out that maybe there was something more going on. And they plus, they believe the prophecy more than their parents did. After three generations, maybe that evolution started to kick in. Well, with this world. children tend to, you know, be a little more fluid than their parents a lot of times who have lived through yeah. so much and kind of set in their ways. So that's yeah. what's good. That's what makes us all grow. Although it didn't work out so well for Lizzie bit, but yeah, I know. Uh, we have Martin standing <laughs> off against Weiger Oak, who is the bodyguard, and then the other rowdy, the rest of the rowdy three, they're all fighting him. (laughs) And even the beast jumps in, which I thought was pretty funny. 
Yeah, I thought it was interesting how just the fact that they're struggling against this one dude. Like, really, guys? I thought y'all were badasses. But I guess they didn't want to play their, like, major card of, like, feeding off people. So, you know what? I'm I'm glad for that because that would have made it even more, like, awkward. I think that would have made it worse for them. Yeah. yeah. But, yes, they end up taking Silas because they're like, all right, everybody safe. Jump in the truck. And I didn't realize they had taken Silas. No, me neither. Until he was... He kind of wakes like, up. Woke yeah. up. Yeah. And as Dirk decides to explain to the entire group that he solved the case. And we get all this information, which I thought was amazing. And yeah. I'm like, wait, we're only in episode eight. We're getting ten episodes. No, Well, you know what? It was explained around this time last season. Was it? Okay. Yeah. And I love it because then Martin pipes up. He's like, this nerdy bullshit is what I expect from you. And he's like, good job, nerdy bullshit. He kind of like, kind of like walks away, but. Well, and, and, and it's interesting because uh, Dirk didn't really have that much of an audience last season, but he has more of an audience right. this season. Right, so, and it was so funny because when he, they show the group when he's explaining it to them, it almost looked like a poster. Like, they could have used that for, like, promo for them, because they looked like they were all kind of posed. Yeah. Which I thought was hilarious, especially Osric Chow, Vogel. He's got this big, goofy grin, and he's in a weird, like, position. Like, you're not just going to stand like that normally. Yeah. So I thought it was great. So after, you know, it's all explained, and he tells them the boy is Project Moloch, and he's in Blackwing. And he looks at Todd, and all of a sudden Todd's like, ha, this is it. This is my moment. Everything is connected. (laughs) I loved it because he's like, yes, I've been saying it and it really is. Yay. And then what happens? Well, Susie decides to ruin the moment. I know. I was like, oh, Susie, go away. Yeah. And she just comes out. Everything is connected. And I would kill everybody. Ha ha ha. And then, you know, fighting pose. Yeah, and and you know what? There's there's a picture, and I feel like I kind of know what's gonna happen. Like, cause she seems to have great timing, so I'm expecting like a rematch <laughs> next episode. I'm sure we're gonna get that, cause the Rowdy Three there, even though she has like magic, they all have their stuff. So I think we're gonna see a major foe versus foe here. Well, in more ways than one. I, I, if you know what I'm referring to, we'll, we'll discuss all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but um, yeah, I, I would love to see that, especially since it, I think that will come for a sur- okay. full circle with that. So well, yeah. we'll have to wait and see. And our final scene was the girls at the quarry seeing the mage, and Alcentina's like, what's he doing? And then next to her is the mage, and he's looking down like he's look, trying to figure out what's happening down there, too. And he mm-hmm. kind of, like, zaps her. Almost like he turns his wand into a stun gun. Because he yeah. zaps her and then does the same to Pharaoh when Pharaoh turns to try to shoot him. And says, oh, we're going to have so much fun. Oh, So I'm gosh. like, that makes me even more hopeful about Hobbs. That maybe what we saw, like, the the big light was him stunning him versus actually, like, killing him. I hope so. I hope so. And we will find out. Okay, so this was a crazy one, and but, I'm yeah, so happy. Yeah, I like their ex- explanations. Yes, I'm so happy that we got this, 
and the explanation. And now we have two more episodes to wrap up this case because there is still them trying to get into Blackwing, which is why I'm really hoping that Ken is on our side. And we have to fight Susie, so we'll see what happens. Okay, guys, so as always, you know to check out www.fangirls.com and you'll have our contact link there so you can find all the pages we're on since I don't remember everything because there's so many. And unfortunately, sometimes it's the Fangirl Zone, sometimes it's Fangirl Zone, Fangirl Zone Podcast, but all all there. You can find us. It's so much easier to go there. And of course, if you're shopping, we have our shopping links on there that don't cost you any extra. You can go check out some stuff and buy if you want. At our Redbubble store, we have our logos up that were all created for us by the incredible Des Taylor, who is an awesome artist, and you should check him out too. And I've already bought a couple things. It's like, hey, Merry Christmas, you're getting my logo. So anyway, (laughs) Maddie can tell you everywhere, because she actually remembers everywhere they are for her show. So tell everybody where you guys are. Um, Just check out our website, www.thenerdelement.com. Um, I live tweet, yes, and this is for Sean as well, because she <laughs> she's never seems to remember where I tweet from, because we have multiple accounts. Yeah, I live tweet from TNE underscore TV Talk Pod. I know, I always do the side fantasy, because this just seems like it falls in that category. I, it does in a way, but I, I tweeted it from that account last season, so I figured I'd be consistent. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, so I live tweet from there for Dirk Gently and, and other shows. I did live tweet Asians of Show, which was so good last night. Um, I'm so glad that show's back after that. The audacity of Inhumans. Um, <laughs> oh, that was so bad. I just I haven't I finished it. You don't need to finish it. <laughs> uh, well, I was the same way. I need to finish it just to see what happens. But oh my gosh, it was so. Mm. Anyway, yes, you can also follow our. <laughs> Main account at the Nerd Element for main like that we retweet articles and stuff. Um, in news, the first picture of uh, Robin came out for Teen Titans. So oh, I seen that. That looks pretty cool. It does. It looks like he built some muscle, a little bit. Wow. I hope so. Bring it back. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely check out our main website. We have several podcasts that you can check out. Um, TV Talk being one of them inside fantasy which has guested sean before um i do live tweet sometimes at teeny underscore side fantasy um so just just check us out we're around <laughs> and thank you again for joining us why miss jess is out with her raising her wee babe we have talked i am definitely going to have her back for the finale uh hopefully we'll be able to get it out right after the show it just depends on how everything works of course with the baby, because babies don't work on the same kind of schedule as grown-ups. No, not initially, no, anyway. Not for a long, long time. So, anyway, <laughs> for this episode of Dirk Gently, I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I am Natasha, a.k.a. Natty Willie. And until next time. <laughs>